Honestly, the last thing I fucking wanted is for two white men to show up on my For You page. That's right. Talking about how I need to believe in X, Y, and Z ideology. If you really want to do something, how about you go outside and organize your community? Stop doing a podcast and complaining every week. Yeah, you know, if every white guy that decided to start a leftist podcast right after they got leftist views went out and started organizing, we'd, we'd have a revolution already. Yeah, we actually, media is unimportant. Yeah, uh, historically, every every leftist group that has uh, had to deal with a bunch of propaganda survived. For real, <laughs> dealing with right wing propaganda historically very easy. Didn't sink uh, leftist efforts in Guatemala or anything like Mm-mm. that. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not at all. What's messaging? Not important. Doesn't matter. Not important. Get out and organize your community. Doesn't matter how much anti communist uh, sentiment there is. Even if you're not really a communist, if you're not out there organizing your community uh, and and being off TikTok, yeah, um, then you are ontologically evil. True. And because you know what that means. No one has ever been radicalized on TikTok before. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. no one has ever learned new ideas from seeking out different content before. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. not about um sinking your message into the teeth of people who don't usually see things. It's about just like talking to people in your community, which I mean to an extent it is, obviously. If you couldn't guess, we're talking about some criticism <laughs> that we received on TikTok earlier this week uh-huh. where some dude commented, again, if these white guys would have just started organizing, we'd have the revolution already. It's like, yeah, dog, I get it. Organizing, very important. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't I, I can't stress that enough that is very important podcasting yeah it's not the most important thing in the world but obviously messaging is important yep. you need messaging and if if um the the somewhat unpopular leftist sentiment that all these podcasts they aren't really doing anything hassan the big like streamers they aren't really doing anything for the movement they're just sitting here like filling their own egos they're not getting anyone on the left it's just a fucking lie oh absolutely we don't yeah. say that about like steven crowder Mm-hmm. We don't say that about Tucker Carlson on his show every night. And we don't say that about Ben Shapiro on YouTube. We actually invented a new term to describe what they've done. We, we invented the alt-right pipeline. Yeah, or yeah, described yeah. the alt-right pipeline as this thing that led people to these content creators, which then radicalized them into conservatism and alt-right views. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's like nobody, no, no one on the right gets criticized for talking up capitalism, talking about how great it is, how great the Republican Party is, and then gets criticized for like not owning enough capital. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dog, if I figure out the way to, uh, if I if I figure out how to do the revolution and install a communist I'd, I'd America, be doing it. I'd be doing I'll, it. I, I would have done it already. If exactly. I would have figured out how to get to Utopia, I would have done it already. But I guarantee you, the path there is going to include some form of communication <laughs> and messaging. And if I can play a part in radicalizing people exactly. uh, in a way that I like, in a way that can maybe one day evolve into some type of career, then why wouldn't I do it? True. But I, I don't know, dog. Steven Crowder, he's not doing a lot for the right. <laughs> yeah, right. Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson, they're really not doing that much for the right. Right. They would have had their conservative capitalist revolution already if it, if it wasn't for if, them. Whenever you walk into like your grandparents' house, your uncle's house or whatever, and you see them watching Fox News and their brain just being melted, uh, Tucker Carlson's not actually doing that much. Yeah, for real. They're definitely going to still have nuanced take. Like, if Tucker Carlson was in their neighborhood organizing, they th- things would be different for them. <laughs> real. Then the brain route real. would set in. But until then, they're going to be able to critically analyze these situations regardless. <laughs> in all seriousness, both things can exist, people. And both things are important. You diversity need organizing of and you need information spreading. Diversity of tactics is uh, is good. Uh, and if you have this take, you should probably become a patron. <laughs> Welcome back.
back to the show, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Head in the Office. We're talking about a whole lot of fascism and right-wing insanity today. That's right. Uh, you can probably predict we're going international a little bit later on in the show. Got to. Got to start off with a little discussion of Hurricane Ian uh, and Florida being underwater. And then we got some Beyond Parody for the end of the show. Today, have so. to. You know we have to talk about a little bit of Lizzo twerk. Exactly. A little, exactly. Bit. We get a little bit of Lizzo twerking. But anyway, before we get into the show, uh, as I just mentioned... You gotta become a patron. God, like to. if you want to get the shows early and you want to get access to all of our exclusive content down the road, it's time to become a patron. True. Patreon.com slash head in the office pod. Uh, you could also buy some merch promo if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, which most people will be, except our patrons. That's right. Um, then the 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 deal for the merch is over. Fifteen percent <sighs> off is gone, but you can still get some merch at head in the Snooze office. Snooze uh, and maybe there'll be some future promos. Who true, knows? true, true. Maybe we'll throw some out around the holiday season. Yeah. The coming holiday season. Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of hit for the holiday season. Get your, get your right-wing uncle a, a head in the office shirt. He won't understand it, but you can get it for him anyway. However, if you're a broke leftist like mm-hmm, the rest of mm-hmm. us, you could always support the show by giving out a five-star review, of mm-hmm. which we have none today. You know, we, that's kind of nuts. It's um, kind of nuts. It's been two weeks since we've had five-star reviews. Last week you read one. That's because we missed it the week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, so we were just talking about Praxis in the cold open. Yeah. Um, this is not very Praxis of all of you. Oh, my. I know. Because I know we, got, we have more listeners than we have reviews. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, all I'm going to say, we've got like about like 1,200, 1,300 listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that many reviews. Exactly. We, we got maybe a tenth of that in reviews. Uh, so get on it or you're a bad leftist. <laughs> you're hurting the movement. But while you're at it, don't forget to hit up Twitter.com slash head in the office, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instagram.com slash head in the office, and TikTok.com slash head in the office. Uh, and and throw, a, throw a comment, throw a subscription our way. On uh, on YouTube, we could really use it. Help We're, us get to a thousand subscriptions. Exactly. So We're we four, can make We're a couple pennies. Subs away. So you can make a couple pennies off of each uh, recording uh-huh. we post. It's a uh, we're building up. We're building up our business. We are entrepreneurs. Real. It's all that we've survived longer than ninety percent of entrepreneurs. That's true. Ninety percent of big uh, small businesses fail within a year. Exactly. We're better than you. Episode sixty five. We're over a stack in Minecraft. Exactly. Crazy. Exactly. Those are the metrics we really care about. Getting into the news coverage here, though, we got to talk about Florida. True. Florida's in shambles right now. Uh, so if many of you have already likely heard, Florida was hit by a Category 4 hurricane, Hurricane Ian, over the last week or so. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, if you're listening on Wednesday, it probably isn't going to be in the news as much. Uh, yeah. Even right now, I think the storm has, has passed over Florida. I, I know they, they talked about out. it dying down a lot overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things are looking better in terms of the weather. Uh, but as of writing this, 77 people have been reported dead because of the hurricane, and several thousands were missing or just assumed to be sheltering without power. They uh, People couldn't keep track of them. Mm-hmm. And the situation, of course, is developing and will likely change by the time the episode is released, so something to keep in mind. But Ian is one of the largest storms. I think it's a, is it a tropical storm, tropical cyclone, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, one of the largest storms to hit Florida ever and left some 400,000 without power and destroyed a lot of buildings. Uh, FEMA and others are sending disaster relief to Florida, and as of today, rescue and repair efforts are underway, which is a good thing. Um, obviously the destruction has been terrible. Um, yeah. you've probably seen the clips of the news reporter out in the middle of the street <laughs> as sheet metal flies by him, almost uh, cutting him in half. Cause he's, he's, you know, storm watching, trying to get the clout. Um, but of course the, the conservative line here has been, don't politicize this. Yeah. Don't, don't politicize this tragedy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you're listening to head in the office and you've been a listener for a while, you know that all we care about is politicizing. That's everything. right, baby. The optics, baby. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Ron DeSantis. He's had several calls with Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Brandon. Um, Dark uh, Brandon, Antifa Brandon. Yeah. Uh, communist Brandon. Uh, destroying America, taking our freedoms away Brandon. Real. Ron DeSantis is working with him. 
No. Yeah. No. He's working with Joe Biden just a few weeks after his human trafficking stunt, even. Uh, so Ron DeSantis, he's had a couple of calls about relief to Florida, of course, um, asking Joe Biden to help with the power of the federal government and FEMA. Joe Biden agreed because, you know, he's not a soulless creature yeah. like Ron DeSantis is. Um, so Floridians in need are going to get help. But I thought it was notable when I was reading articles about this. Mm-hmm. I found out that uh, I think was it 2013 in 2013 when he was a house representative, house representative for Florida. when Hurricane Sandy hit New York. Yeah. Ron DeSantis voted against aid to go to New York yep. for New Yorkers that needed it after Hurricane Sandy. Even more recently, um, Thursday, um, Marco Rubio and what's the other guy? Rick Scott. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Voted no on a uh, FEMA bill in the Senate. Nice. So that's fun. Is that before the storm or I during? think so. It was before the storm. Okay, yeah, that yeah. would make sense. Marco Rubio and Rick Scott voted no on FEMA funding. So yeah. that's dope. And I believe 16 other um, House Republicans for Florida also voted no on FEMA funding. Sick. It's a general trend for conservatives to vote no for FEMA funding when it's anywhere else except their home state that is actively undergoing a disaster, which, mm-hmm. to be fair, they totally need it when oh, yeah. they're undergoing yeah, a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I just think that FEMA should always be funded. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like we could we could probably deal with these things a lot faster if we didn't wait until they were happening yeah. <laughs> in order to dedicate if, if funding. If you didn't have to wait till after 77 people have died and thousands of people are missing and hundreds of thousands of people without power to um, not like beg the president for help, but have to go through negotiations to reappropriate things from the budget to get help mm-hmm. when you could have just had that money set aside in the first place. Alternatively, if he would reappropriate, because in 2013, a notable thing I read in an independent article mm-hmm. from when he first opposed her. Sandy was he said that it would be fiscally irris that the people deserve they need help they certainly need right, help right, right. however it would be fiscally irresponsible to divert all this funding to them at this time <laughs> it'd be fiscally irresponsible to make it so you don't drown yeah if he wants to talk about fiscal responsibility i think the first fucking thing he should do is re- reappropriate the 12 million dollars mm-hmm. he set aside to bus immigrants to martha's vineyard and delaware and places like that to disaster relief. No, yeah, exactly. And apparently Ron DeSantis, uh, the week that Hurricane Ian hit, was planning to send a group of migrants from Texas to Delaware, where uh-huh. Biden usually spends his uh, his weekends, but obviously was stopped because of the storm. Yeah. If that's not divine intervention, crazy, then, then I don't know what is. Like, he was planning on doing another human trafficking stunt to get back at Biden, and instead he's asking Biden for relief funding that he needs, that he's previously been opposed to giving to other states. Crazy. It's, it's just like, um, what's the uh, libertarian... Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Yeah. Rand Paul, when the hurricane hit Kentucky, Rand Paul was talking about relief, although historically he has always been vehemently opposed to funding FEMA in any capacity. Uh-huh. It is interesting, though, like usually when uh, natural disasters will like hit liberal communities more, mm-hmm. conservatives are always going on about like, oh, this is God wrath. Like you've made oh, God yeah. angry. That's right. But then when it hits a, a Republican state, and I know that not all Floridians are, are Republican, but when it hits a, a state controlled by Republicans, mm-hmm. suddenly none of that rhetoric exists anymore. It's not God's <laughs> wrath punishing them. It's just a really sad thing that's happening. Oh yeah. Interesting how uh, the goalposts always move. Um, but you'll, you'll obviously see a lot of people in regards to Hurricane Ian saying, don't politicize it. But you can't talk about these issues like Hurricane Ian, like other natural disasters, without talking about politics because these things are inherently political. Yeah. Right. Like Ron DeSantis is the member of a is a member of the party that refuses to do anything on climate change mm-hmm. and refuses to change anything, which basically guarantees that more natural disasters are going to happen. And they refuse to fund the organizations that are designed to help yeah. give relief when natural disasters hit yeah but then when the natural disasters hit them and they need funding they're like oh well we we need it though 
Yeah. We need it though. So you have to give it to us, but we can't fund these things preemptively. That's a political decision. Yeah. He did that. He chose not to, to vote no on that FEMA funding. Him, Rick Scott, Rubio, all the other fucking demons in the Florida yeah, yeah. conservative legislature, they all voted no to gain political clout. The, the issue is inherently political. Right. You know, yeah. They're, they're refusing to do things like invest in disaster relief. They refuse to do things like affect in actions that would curb the effects of climate change. Mm-hmm. And that, that guarantees that this kind of thing is going to happen again and that their yeah. people are going to suffer because Florida is a coastal state. <laughs> Florida is always getting tropical storms, but he does nothing to invest in the safety of Florida until people are actively losing power and drowning. Yeah. Because that's what Ron DeSantis does. And that's what the Republican Party does. And the question is no longer going to be, when is it going to happen again? It's how bad will it be this time? Mm-hmm. And for every coastal city, state, country, et cetera, it's only going to get worse because we refuse to do anything about climate change because Ron DeSantis and his party won't do anything about it. It's like as tropical storms are getting worse, as the damage from these storms continues to get worse year over year, just verifiably, mm-hmm. they they go on and they say, look, well, uh, us using paper straws hasn't really done anything right. to stop things right. like this from happening. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's like they're not interested in any of the solutions. And at this point, it's not even that conservatives are running obstruction. They're actively trying to harm people. Oh, yeah. Like we could have we could have avoided this had conservatives ever been willing to listen to scientists on <laughs> climate change or had ever been willing to cut into corporate profits to invest in in reforms that would have curbed the effects of climate change. And some Democrats are guilty of this as well. Oh, yeah. But at this point, it's mostly conservatives that are opposed to doing anything about climate change. And this is where we are. Of course, it's not just the United States that is going to be able to to change how our planet is changing, yeah. right? It's going to require investment from other countries. It's an but international the least, effort. The least we could do is something, right? <laughs> yeah. It's anything. Yeah. Um, and it's it's Ron DeSantis and his goons that that don't want to. Um, so if if you ever hear conservatives saying, "Don't politicize this issue," uh, tell them to shut up, and it's their fault. True. Mm-hmm. True. It's it's just like school shootings. Like another right. awful topic that happens whenever a school shooting happens. It's let's not politicize this issue. When it's like not politicizing it makes um it it removes their culpability from mm-hmm. any policy that they voted for that has downstream effects that lead to things like school shootings. It's like we posted on our story on Instagram. They all voted down a mental health bill in schools. Yeah. After all publicly coming out earlier this year saying that we need a mental health bill, that's what I'll vote for in the in the wake of Uvalde instead mm-hmm. of a gun reform bill. Yeah. Yet after everyone's kind of forgotten about Uvalde, they say, actually, not this is not passing. We are not doing this. Right. Yeah. Like Uvalde happens and then they say that they want investment in mental health infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it's been several months now, but Democrats propose a bill for mental health infrastructure within schools and they oppose it. And I guarantee you they're just going to say, well, Democrats are packing unnecessary things into this. Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you read the text that's, of the bill, that's always their excuse. <laughs> they never actually tell you what they're packing into the bill. Yeah. They never point to the language in the bill that somehow, I don't know pork for the states that mm-hmm. you know democrats rule over they always just say they're packing stuff into the bill therefore i can't vote for it exactly it was almost every republican in the house well, no, how are you gonna they, say you care about mental health and then do nothing about it they're actually investing too much money in mm. this uh, school mental health you see it would be fiscally irresponsible to go ahead with this right. decision right and it just shows you like they don't care about the solution they only care about the problem because they think the problem will deliver them political power mm-hmm. they think saying things like in terms of gun control that they see they think saying things like uh the government's trying to take your guns away is politically popular for them they yes. think that doing things like you know showing up after a natural disaster happens because they kind of have to like mm-hmm. if you're a governor of a state you don't have a choice they think that's popular but not dedicating funding to natural disaster relief programs 
programs is also popular for them. Yeah. Uh, it's all a game to them. They don't care about your life. Oh, for it's ridiculous. And you, they especially don't care about your life when um, Ron DeSantis is out here making um, Chris Kyle-esque comments about looters in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Right. I don't know if we have that in the show notes, but bro, bro's going nuts. Warning against looting. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. It's Because um, that's the issue. crazy. That's the issue is um, further damage to already destroyed buildings. Yeah. Don't you go loot that building that got knocked off of its foundation. There was also, um, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a, I think a couple of years ago, Ron DeSantis hired somebody for his cabinet. Yeah. Uh, and then they had to resign because they did blackface. And they were <laughs> they were trying to impersonate people trying to flee from uh, whatever hurricane hit New Orleans. I can't remember. No, they, they were like doing that's... an impersonation of like black people, like trying, you know, trying to find relief uh, in New Orleans. That's fucking wild. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking. It didn't, didn't, it didn't. A picture just recently come up of Ron DeSantis wearing like a KKK costume. That was another one of his cabinet. <laughs> okay, okay, that was. <laughs> it wasn't Ron DeSantis, so you can't say he's racist. You're right. He's not. But now he's had two cabinet people that have been explicitly racist. Two of the people that he handpicked. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and like the argument that they're gonna offer is like, oh, it's Halloween costumes, which I, I think it was, but like, yeah, you, you can't do like, black. Face. But like the clan, you can't dress up as a member of the KKK. What like what what is the point What's of that? The context the Halloween? For like showing up to a Halloween costume to make all your non-existent black friends uncomfortable, right? Like guys, no, it's just a joke though. Guys, no, it's funny though. Like the KKK <laughs> is really funny. Someone's gonna clip that out of context. Neontari's <laughs> gonna get to this clip. Not Neontari. Yeah. No. Anyways, uh, I think we're we're moving on and we're talking about. Um, Italy? Geopolitics, baby. We're talking about geopolitics. We gotta reestablish our clay. That's the wrong soundboard. Damn. Fuck, I meant. Let's go. We're talking about Italy and we're talking about fascism. (laughs) And I played that sound because any of you that know anything about World War II history... Uh, and the uh, the decades leading up to World War II, um, Italy and fascism, not a good combination. Not a good combination. We have, Right now we have war in Europe, yep. uh, Italy, and Italy just elected a new fascist prime minister. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody better keep an eye on Germany. Yeah, no, that's, really. that's all I'm going to say. We got to be careful here. Uh, and <laughs> keep an eye on Germany, keep an eye on Japan. But we're talking about a, um, a new form of fascism. Ooh. And that's a girl boss fascism. That's right. We're talking about the new the new uh, liberal it poll fascism. Which is distinctly different uh, because Mussolini was actually a communist. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it, though. So Italy recently held elections, and the far-right parties in their parliamentary system just won majorities, uh, which means that they're going to have the most sway—well, Previously, it meant they're going to have the most sway over who the PM will be. But they did just get to choose, I think, like a couple of days ago who the PM will be. And that's who we're going to be talking about right now. Uh, One of the far-right parties, which I'm not going to pronounce in Italian because I don't know how, but it translates to Brothers of Italy, uh, has named Giorgia Maloney as the leader. Uh, And she's poised to be the next PM. So she's going to be the uh, the Prime Minister of Italy. And uh, she's not very great. Many, A lot of people are saying that this is the, uh, the furthest right Italian government since Mussolini. Uh, and conservatives are celebrating the United it's a States badge of honor. Um, but like it, it's right, like they are the farthest right Italian government since Mussolini was in charge. Which it's like, just to put it in perspective, it's kind of crazy that this is the farthest right government that they've had. She's horrible. She, oh yeah, as yeah, we'll yeah. get into, she's fucking horrible. But when you compare it to our right wing politicians, you're like, damn, that's kind of like the same. Yeah, if not like less. 
Yeah, and it's like I was I was going to get into this a little bit later, but you know, you think of uh, the rise of fascism in the United States, mm-hmm. and you think of people like Donald Trump, maybe people that come after him, maybe he just paved the way, whatever it is. It's but a Tea like, Party. Eventually, we will get fascist, just straight up fascist candidates that probably won't call themselves fascist, uh-huh. but they will be right. Yeah, like we'll have straight up fascist uh, candidates come up, and maybe they'll win power, maybe they'll become the president one day, and even if our government does turn fascist, that will be really really bad for people domestically. Mm-hmm. But fascism in its drive to expand, you got to think like what what would we expand into like because if the goal is world domination we got it we already are like the world hegemonic power right we own everything which makes me worry about um countries in europe uh growing more and more fascist because like they got a reason to want to expand expand? poland like italy's got historical reasons to be upset with other countries in the european union Uh uh-huh uh, and I don't like I don't know what happens there. That's scary. <laughs> that that's what really scares me. Of course, the United States turning to fascism would be really really bad. Yeah, we should prevent that at all costs. Um, but Italian fascism part two, not no, good. No, historical precedents. Yeah, that no, being awful. Not good. Not good. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Georgia Maloney. Okay. Uh, I want to get into what she believes in. Why why is she a fascist? You know, we haven't explained ourselves. True. We, we're just labeling her as a fascist because we don't like her. What are, what are the policy positions she supports? Right, right, right. So in her youth, uh, Maloney was associated with far-right groups with their roots in fascism. I don't remember the exact party name. I think it was like the National Social Movement or something like that, yeah. which was the direct offspring of the previous fascist party. Like was just it their exact spiritual successor? Yeah. Um, so Maloney was a part of that group. She was also a part of... Uh, I think it was called Youth Front. Was another fascist group she was a part of as a kid. So it was like she's been there, she's there been racist he- since birth. <laughs> There's a headline that I retweeted. I'm trying to find it. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. my goodness. It's it's great. It was something about um how when when Georgia Maloney was only 14 years old, she went to the local um fascist chapter party mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um to join and she was met with all boys and watch how she changed oh. it from within. <laughs> Is it it's nuts. girl boss it's fascism. Girl boss fascism. It's, girl it's boss crazy. Fascism. Like, like we even even we haven't even get, gotten into her political beliefs, but just her association with fascist groups goes back so far that like you don't even really need to explain it anymore. Oh yeah, like she's been a nerd for this stuff since she was a child. She and people, loves fascism, and, and, and just because she's a woman, people are like, oh my god, girl boss fascism. She's a girl boss. You should be the left should be happy that this is happening. Don't they yeah. want women in power? Yeah. Even if they're fascist, don't they want women in power? Anyways, anyways, uh, anyways. In the early 2000s, Maloney had a uh, she had a fire take on Benito Mussolini. Okay. For those of you that don't know, Benito Mussolini, uh, a dictator during World War II, uh, allied with Adolf Hitler during World War II. Wonderful. Uh, that should tell you all you need to know. But she said that Benito Mussolini was a good politician. He did a lot of good things for Italy, and he was one of the best politicians they had in the last 50 years. God or, or, damn. Or something like he was better than all the politicians in the last 50 years. God Which is damn. a fucking crazy take. Like, saying Benito Mussolini was good, I feel like we shouldn't have to explain this, but we will. Right? Yeah, for, pe- for people that don't know. Due diligence. Uh, for people that say, or to say that Benito Mussolini is good is to also say that, like, Hitler was good for Germany. You know oh, what I yeah. Mean? It's like, sure. Right. I, I guess. <laughs> kind of. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Benito Mussolini, he did do a lot for, like, upgrading infrastructure in uh-huh. Italy. Uh, I think they had, like, a lot more expansion to their farms and stuff like that. Yeah. But he also indiscriminately killed political opposition, uh, was bigoted against the Slavs, and allied with Adolf Hitler during yeah, World but, War II. But it's also kind of like how, like, Hitler, yeah, in the midst of hyperinflation in Germany, he brought it down, gave him a strong economy. But I don't think right. I need to say what else Hitler did. 
Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that made that all not really worth it. Like Hitler and Mussolini together facilitated a Holocaust, <laughs> dog. Like this is like saying, yeah, the Japanese Empire wasn't so bad. Like maybe yeah. they, you know, they did really good for their economy. So what if they did biological tests on human subjects? Yeah. Who cares? So what if that's the only reason we know how much water is in a human? Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like this is the same take, like obviously. Um, presidents in the United States as of recent are not as bad as like Mussolini or Adolf Hitler or anything <laughs> like that. But that's like saying like, oh yeah, like Barack Obama, really good for the economy. I don't really care if he murdered Syrians. Yeah. Like drop bombs yeah. on hospitals and weddings. It's like, I feel like that's a deal breaker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Also, I've seen some rhetoric uh, that uh, from conservatives saying that if, uh, if she actually is Mussolini 2.0, then we should be happy because Mussolini was a socialist. <laughs> Which is a really dumb line of argumentation because, like, as a young person, Benito Mussolini was associated with, like, socialist groups. But later on, as he grew up, he, one, denounced socialism, and two, was kicked out of socialist groups because he was fucking insane. Crazy. Because he was insane. And then he later on went to, like, denounce Marx's writings and said some shit like, uh, nationalism is more important than class boundaries. Which, if you know anything about socialism, is completely in opposition to what socialists believe. Yeah. Like, he thought nationalism was more important. He wanted to consolidate power into a state himself, and he wanted a super strong military. It's kind of like nothing that the, Marx had ever the National before. Socialist German Workers' Party was not a yeah. socialist party. It was more the National German Party. Yeah. It's almost like uh, Nazis were not socialists. It's almost like the DPRK is, in fact, uh, at least doesn't seem to be democratic. Like, you can name yourself something and not actually be that thing. I know that might be too difficult for conservatives to comprehend, <laughs> though. You know what I mean? Anyway. Anyway. Moving on to our next view. She's uh, openly anti-abortion and anti-same-sex marriage. And if you don't know, in Italy, same-sex marriage is not a codified right, kind of similar to America. Yeah. Um, you can only do, like, civil unions. Yes. But she is openly in favor of a constitutional amendment to ban gay couples from adopting kids. And getting married. And getting married. And getting married. So that's um that's pretty sick, right? That's, that's pretty sick. Dope, dope. She's also close friends with Victor Orban. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> so you, you can see where a lot of that has come from. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um and also she's she's been supporting what uh she's calling like traditional family values, right? And we see of that course. a lot in the United States. Yeah. Let a me tell you tradition. Right, right, right. Let me tell you what a right winger means when they say traditional family values they mean that they want to eliminate the prevalence or existence of lgbtq people because think about it like what do right-wingers mean when they say traditional family values mm -hmm. they mean things like uh what separating kids from their families at the border or like <laughs> crushing families with medical debt as they can't afford health care or like uh burdening students with massive amounts of loans in the form of student debt just yeah. to get a college education so they can eventually start their own family Republicans don't care about, or right-wingers in general, don't care about traditional family values because if they did, they wouldn't allow any of that to happen. And it's, it's like, funny because that's, like, that's like the sarcastic reading, right? But then when you get into the actual traditional, like, family values in this country, mm -hmm. you get, what, women can't have credit cards? Right, exactly. <laughs> women can't have credit cards. They can only stay home all fucking mm -hmm. day. Women can't fucking work on their own. They can't make their own money. They have to stay trapped in loveless marriages. Right. Like, that's the traditional family values. Domestic abuse was more okay back then. It wasn't spoken about. <laughs> yeah, like traditional family values to them is eliminating anything outside of heteronormativity yeah. and subjecting women to basically being prisoners in their own homes. That's what <laughs> traditional family values are. And if they actually cared about family like, values, they wouldn't allow children to go hungry in this country. Conservative men want a real doll. They they don't want a woman. They uh -huh. don't want like an actual like person that can talk to them and be an individual. They want a fucking real doll. Yeah. No. Uh, so if uh, if you hear 
either this Mussolini 2.0 girl boss fascist talking about family values or any Republican in this country talking about family values. Just know uh, they're lying. Republicans in this country, which he also has close ties to. Yeah, of course. Because we have close ties to Viktor Orban as well. Victor Orban really uh, sent up the connections here. I can't wait to see the Tucker Carlson segment where he's like, you know, they're they're calling this new prime minister far right, but is she really far right when she just wants traditional family values? Exactly, yeah. When that's all that she you know, wants? Like, that's the thing with the whole traditional family values thing is like everyone nowadays, usually on the right, but sometimes like liberals too, everyone speaks in fucking euphemisms. Yeah. Nobody, like back It's during, all dog whistles. Right, back during like World War II and before that, like fascists were proudly racist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But nowadays, they right-wingers know even though they believe similar things they know that they can't say any of that so they speak through euphemisms like multiculturalism or Mm -hmm. traditional family values when what they mean is getting rid of people of color establishing an ethno state and destroying the lgbtq community it's like that's what they mean they know that they can't say the n-word so they say crime statistics instead yeah yeah it's like there's evidence for this because i think it was in the ronald reagan administration there were people that would say like oh well, we can't straight up say the N-word anymore, so we have to talk more about poverty or lawlessness or yeah. crime or, you know, drug use rates. Depravity. Right. Like Bad culture. Right, like social disorder. That's what we yeah. have to talk about because we can't say the N-word anymore. It's not acceptable <laughs> anymore, but we still have to find a way to show our beliefs, to dog whistle to people. Otherwise, they're not going to know what we'll we believe. We'll lose the people in the middle if we straight up say the N-word. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're just fucking cowards now, so they have to speak through euphemisms like traditional family values, and what they mean is, I want to Holocaust gay people. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Yeah, it's only straight people. Yeah. And women can't have credit cards. Uh, Speaking of multiculturalism, though, she's also violently against immigration. Insanely opposed to immigration. And against multiculturalism. So much so. Are you talking about the tweet? Trigger warning, yeah. (laughs) So much so that she posted a video of someone being raped by an asylum seeker on Twitter a couple of years ago. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Just posted it. And the person, the victim, reached out and said, I don't want you to post this. I've been identified from this video and it's awful Uh uh-huh and she just refused to yeah because she's fucking (laughs) crazy that is the worst kind of shit poster you shouldn't even be included (laughs) in the category of shit poster like i'm i'm a shit poster i feel like that should disqualify you from running for political office yeah or at least kick you off of twitter she's still on like that's fucking insane right wingers talk about being banned all the time and she also she uh maloney said that she thinks that there is a planned migration to replace italians oh a planned migration from africa to right. Italy to replace Italians, Which also is, the those Pakistanis and Palestinians yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of them. It's I think this is hilarious because like other than it being blatantly evil and like mm-hmm. white replacement theory Nazi shit, like of course, yeah. Uh, other than it being that, it's like who's trying to replace Italians? Dog? No, for real, no one for real. cares Come on about now. you guys anymore. Come on now, like who's trying to replace it? Like most of you just like went to what New Jersey? Like no one, <laughs> nobody. Who's who's doing a global plot to replace Italians? <laughs> At least when Tucker Carlson talks about it, people like end up believing him because they're like, "Oh my god, white race is on yeah." The line. Because There's a whole narrative. Tucker talks about like the white race yeah. as a whole, how vague and exclusionary that that gets. It's more nuanced, but still, he talks about the white race. Yeah, she's talking about Italians. Like the, I t- the only person who heard that and thought, "You know what? You're fucking right." Is Charlie D'Amelio's dad? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a person of color. I'm Italian. It's like at least when Tucker Carlson does it, obviously he's being racist awful all that kind of stuff yeah. you know xyz he's being terrible but at least he like gives a narrative and like people buy it no one gives a fuck about replacing italians <laughs> like no one really cares about that kind of nationalism anymore like it's so fucking goofy uh-huh. it's kind of it's goofy how like white supremacism is 
supremacy is goofy when you're looking at it as like a leftist, right? right. But it's like we're removed from this, so we feel like it's so goofy, right? Because it is, right? Yeah, because she is. She's talking about like the white Italians, right? Yeah, like she's she's not talking about Italians Any brown of different Italians. like ethnic backgrounds. It's the white Italians, yeah. Which is just, like so who's replacing? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares enough to plan a global it, a, a global a plot to uh to kick out Italians from their homeland. We need to humble the Italians again. It's, right. It's with with all the shit that happened with with Le Pen in France. France as well, uh-huh. and how their current neoliberal prime minister is still just vehemently uh, Islamophobic uh-huh. with their um the fucking ban, yeah, the the uh, on the hijabs, yes, the hijab yeah. ban, like that with all that shit. It's like we need to bring our francophobia, francophobia, oh yeah, and Italiophobia, oh yeah, honestly, and honestly, Britophobia too with uh, Liz Truss as prime minister. Oh She's my getting god, shit on right now, dog. Britophobia, so Liz Truss, like a little diversion, you know, yeah, Geo- yeah, yeah, geopolitical yeah. podcast. Let's see, Liz Truss, new prime minister of the UK. She uh-huh. came in, the queen fucking dies. Respect our- for the queen dying after meeting Liz Truss. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, fair enough from our perspective, but to the global community. Liz Truss comes in, Queen dies immediately an L for her, yeah. right? And then the uh, the UK economy takes a fucking nosedive. USD is about to be worth more than the UK pound. Fuck yeah, let's go. Fuck yeah, American Revolution. Uh, we you blew a thirteen colony lead. Let's go. True. So uh, bring back all of those phobias. Speaking speaking of British people, here's another awful British person who wrote a uh, who wrote an article. You want to know what the article's called? Hmm. The title: Georgia Maloney isn't far right. She just says what we all think. When I listen to the new Italian prime minister speak, I hear mainstream conservative values that millions of people share. <laughs> mainstream conservative values, like not letting immigrants come into the country gay and people not letting cannot gay people get married. Marry. Exactly. So much so that I'm going to write it into the constitution. Wait, wait, mainstream conservative values like Mussolini was good. <laughs> Like dictators, fascist dictators were good. Like I, I don't, I don't know how we let we let Italy like slip like this because Germany, obviously, they are just strictly like they, they, they did it right. You know, after World War II, they've atoned for their sins. Yeah, we kind of did it for them, but yeah, we, we did it for them, but like we, we made them atone for their sins. Yeah. Now, still, they are like any mention of Hitler is like fucking illegal in a positive yeah. light in Germany. You, you are not allowed, right? No, not to have a swastika. Like that. That's fucking illegal. Uh-huh. Like you'll go to jail for doing that. Maybe we should have had something happen like that in Italy. Well, definitely, we should have had the Allied forces come in and split up Italy in a similar way. And there were problems with how it was done in Germany, but I won't get uh-huh. into it. Um, but also, it's, it's similar to how we did nothing about the South after Reconstruction, quote unquote, finished. Mm-hmm. Of course, like we never finished Reconstruction. We just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. And then the South was allowed to do their own thing. Love and that, that explains a lot of the problems we've had with the South. <laughs> like we just we just didn't do anything about it. It's like when you have these parasitic ideologies prop up and gain power. If you don't snuff them out, they're going to continue to proliferate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's bad. Very bad. Anyway. Uh, when Maloney talks about things like multiculturalism, she just means she wants an ethno state. Like, that's oh yeah, that she just means any culture that isn't like Italian pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pizza. <laughs> pizza in the Sopranos. You know what Honestly, I'm saying? Can we send the Cuomos back to Italy? Like, fuck them. Especially uh, was it Chris, Andrew, Andrew and Chris, especially both Andrew. of them. Both of them. Make them both get out of here. Send them back. We'll take all the good Italians. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? Real. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll take some of the good ones. <laughs> We'll pull a Ron DeSantis. Maybe we are trying to replace Italians. We'll pull a Ron DeSantis and we'll fly Italians over here into New into Florida, actually. Real? To take over their voting population. Oh. And then we can have a commanding vote majority of Florida. Yeah, Florida will be the last bastion of um the, the white Italian. You know? Yeah. 
Italian POC. Uh, last take I have here from Maloney. She said uh, that the celebration of Italy's liberation from Nazi fascism and the establishment of the Italian Republic, which are two holidays in Italy, mm-hmm. she thinks those should be replaced. Which with- are the holidays that like celebrate how they got away from fascism, right. how after World War II they supposedly did better. Yeah, the uh, Italy's liberation was when they killed Benito Mussolini, then hung him upside down and peed on him. Yep. And threw rocks and, like, tomatoes at him and shit. Yeah. Uh, which was based. Cool. Based his, and cool. His corpse was upside down in one of their, like, town plazas or whatever uh-huh. for, like, a long time. Really cool. Uh, and then the establishment of the Italian Republic is just celebrated because, like, you know, democracy. Mm-hmm. And, like, Italy's democracy hasn't been perfect, and we'll get into it. But, like... Good things, right? Good yeah. things to celebrate. She wants to replace that with National Unity and Armed Forces Day, which is a celebration of Italy's victory in World War One. <laughs> military Day. <laughs> yeah. I want to replace this holiday separating how we got away from fascism with fucking Military Day. Guys, she's not a fascist, that's, though. That's crazy. Come on. Like, I don't know how you can't see it. It's so fucking blatant. It's staring you in the face. She's a fucking nationalist. She's uh-huh. obsessed with the military. Wants to have a military holiday to replace the good holiday. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, so you may be asking, if she's so crazy, if she's so insane, how did she win? And I wanna I wanna I wanna offer a little <laughs> bit of our perspective, a little bit of a history lesson. Yeah. Um, and also just, you know, give you some pointers to why this kind of thing keeps happening. True. Uh the first thing that you you could point to as a reason to why she went is there was super low turnout in this election. Mm-hmm. A lot of young people just weren't able to vote or weren't encouraged to vote or didn't want to vote because the candidates were so bad. Um, there was a lot of voter suppression from what I heard, like young people, if they were like at college or like oh, whatever their equivalent of college is, they were they're, away. They're free college or right. whatever, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> if they were away at free college, they couldn't really make it back and they couldn't make it back home to vote. There was no like absentee you know, voting or anything fascist like that. Italy isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> They couldn't make it back home to vote. Um, so there's a lot of voter suppression going on. Another answer, though, is that the the opposition party, which was just like center leftist, yeah. or like the center left, um, was pretty bad. I'd imagine they were pretty fractured yeah. as well, considering that there's, you know, multiple different parties that can actually have candidates happen. And she won in part because all of the far right and moderate right candidates actually got together uh-huh. so that they could win. Yeah, it's it's partially that, and it's also that like a, a common theme in countries that are experiencing a rise in right wing ideologies, right wing psychos, mm-hmm. is that the center left candidates are really bad. Yeah, uh, which is it's what happened in America in 2016. Uh-huh. Which is I would submit that this is kind of their version of what happened in 2016. You know, we had someone like Hillary Clinton that excited absolutely nobody, that did really really poorly, uh, and we just kind of expected her to win because Trump was insane and yeah, that she reality didn't win. TV guy. Come on, right? She didn't win because elections are not inevitable, and you have to. To compete for votes <laughs> um so that's a that's one take that you could consider but also like i said earlier there's been conservatives that are like happy that she won and there's been conservatives saying like you should be happy that a woman won oh, in italy there's been a lot of liberals happy that had, she won as well you had hillary clinton in some like press conference that or something that she was in saying that she was happy that a, a woman won in italy and that that's a hallmark or a step away from previous systems that should be celebrated but it's not which is crazy it's not yeah uh, uh feminism is not simply supporting women no matter what Mm -hmm. feminism is not oh this woman woman won an election it's it's anti-feminist to think that one women can do no wrong Mm -hmm. and to think that any women woman in power is good for women right because this woman in power is strictly bad for women she's anti-abortion anti so many good things pro-traditional family values which as we described have been historically awful for women at least in america can't really speak on italy however you you know the dog whistle. Right. You know what I'm alluding to. Right. 
And it's like it's not. It's like it's it's funny that Hillary Clinton is the one to say this, right? Oh yeah, she's like you know the queen of girl bosses at least in the United States. Cut a liberal States. of fascist bleeds. Girl you know boss what I'm gaslight gatekeep. You know how it goes. Um, but it's like it's like yeah, it's it's not the pro- it's not a problem of the people in power needing to have a different identity. The mm-hmm. problem is the ideology. Oh, for it sure. doesn't matter who you substitute in for someone like Benito Mussolini. Doesn't matter if it's a woman, a man, uh, a black person, a white. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If they are fascist, they are going to be bad regardless. <laughs> For everyone. It's such a shallow women. It's such a shallow understanding of political trends and political ideologies to just say, like, oh yeah, it's good that a woman got elected. It's like the shit we make fun of all the time, like, oh my god, there are seven women on the board of Raytheon. Right. Like that's not very good for women in the Middle East, dog. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The problem is the political structures and the ideology itself. So girl boss fascism, not good. Not good. Not good. And it's like honestly, I, I blame it on liberal identity politics. Oh, 100%. honestly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Honestly, because it's so much of what we've seen, at least in America, is um, based off of right-wingers being able to successfully co-opt them. Yeah. One, identity politics mean nothing when you only care about the identity and you don't care about the uh, intersectionality that comes with that identity. Right. You don't care about any forms of analysis right. associated with that identity. It's not just diversifying positions of power. Mm-hmm. It's diversifying positions of power. And we talked about this with uh, the aerial code open so that you can actually represent those people, those right. diverse people, not just have them as bodies in those spaces because yeah. that functionally really just means nothing. Right. And it's like, it's good to know that it can happen, right? Yeah. It's good to know that it's not impossible. People aren't barred from doing so it's a possibility that people can engage in but again it doesn't matter if it doesn't come along with structural reform to ensure that it's an equal playing field for Mm -hmm. everybody again it doesn't matter the individual that's in this position it matters what they actually believe in yeah just making it a woman doesn't make fascism any more tolerable especially when what they actually believe in is just market like in the hillary clinton tweet for example what she believes in is opposed to what you say that you believe is like a core right to women in abortion Mm -hmm. You, you, you should be condemning that. You should not be celebrating it just right. because a woman won power. It's it's like how um, right-wingers, again, like to co-op identity politics by saying, oh, you say listen to black people? Why don't you listen to Candace Owens? Right. Why don't you listen to the Hodge twins? What about this person? You can't say they're wrong. They're black. What about Larry Elder? Right, exactly. He's a black guy, and he's on our side, too. Look, we're not racist. Yeah, no, it's because that kind of uncritical support for anybody that is of a certain, I don't know, belief system certain or a identity. certain identity group, uh, uncritical support for that person is the exact reason why we have things like patriarchy, white supremacy, mm-hmm. capitalism, et cetera, et cetera, is because previously white men have just been uncritically understood to be the quote unquote superior leaders. Yeah. And that's just how all of, well, I guess not all of human history, but all certain of Western bits history of human has history, really been. Yeah. It's just uncritical acceptance of white men leading everything. Mm-hmm. And if we apply that to other, I don't know, ideological systems other political systems and yeah we're gonna get fucking fascist women you're not any better it almost makes it more dangerous because then the liberal sees a woman in power and thinks oh well then it can't be that bad Mm -hmm. right like i can't criticize them that much because at least it's a woman in power like no they're doing damage to women it is profoundly Mm anti-feminist to think that this is a good thing yeah profoundly that's it's fucking absurd yeah yeah but there is another reason a more historical reason that georgia maloney uh might have come to power and it has to do with you may be surprised the united states cia (laughs) (laughs) and i want to go through that a little bit so following world war ii uh leftists and socialist parties in italy were wildly popular right Mm -hmm. they were the ones that were leading the charge against fascism uh throughout the world and they were the ones that were violently and ardently against mussolini so they were very popular following world war ii and they started to win elections off the heels of mussolini being killed which was 1943 Mm -hmm. so as soon as mussolini 
died and then World War II ended later on, um, the leftist groups were, were very popular amongst oh, yeah. the population for good reason, right? For yeah, really good yeah. reason. And this was true throughout a lot of Europe. Uh, in 1948, though- A lot of the world in general, yeah, in yeah. fact. In 1948, though, uh, the leftist and socialist parties in Italy were poised to win commanding majorities of mm -hmm. their legislature uh, and poised to basically be able to take control of the government. And this scared the United States. <laughs> Uh, because the United States was in the process back then, you know, it's hard to imagine a different world system, but the United States was in the process back then of becoming a major world superpower and setting up the international, an international system of trade and capital exchange that would benefit them the most. Yeah. And they recognized that in Europe, if communism was to spread or just to gain power, even through legitimate means, that that would spell a lot of trouble for the capitalist system that they're trying to set up, <laughs> the world trade, free, free trade, open door policy system that they wanted to whoa, invent. Whoa, whoa, I need my bananas. Exactly. Uh, shout out Guatemala last episode. I need my bananas. So the U.S. was really scared of a communist victory in Italy. So you might be surprised. The CIA did a propaganda campaign Ooh. where they were openly supporting the Christian Democrats, which was a right wing party sympathetic to America, but also served as a little bit of a um, a harbor for fascists that were left unscathed after World mm -hmm. War II. Uh, so there were some fascists in the party that kind of flocked to the Christian Democrats, and there was also a lot of anti-communists within the Christian Democrat Party, oh, yeah. which was basically everyone that wasn't on the left at that point. Because at that time, it's like Russia won World War II. Russia's the reason we won World War II. Uh -huh. Communism going crazy over there. Right, exactly. Going crazy over there. Right, like communism, even if it wasn't... And I want to make it clear right now that... In Italy, the communist parties were not being influenced by the USSR. Yeah. The USSR was in fucking shambles after World War II. Mm -hmm. They had been fighting really hard. They had a lot of critical infrastructure destroyed. A lot of people died from Soviet yeah. the Soviet Union. So they didn't really have a hand in this election. But the United States was convinced that if Italy somehow turned to communism, it would be the fault of the USSR. And it would lead to... The domino, domino theory, effect, right? baby. Like communism would take over all of Europe, and that's what they were And really then eventually it'll get to Vietnam. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so the CIA launches their propaganda campaign a month before the election in 1948. And they did a bunch of things, including a massive letter-writing campaign in Italy, warning of communist victory. It was mostly relatives from outside of Italy writing like, uh, if your country, or if Italy, if the homeland turns to communism, then I'll never be able to visit you. You'll never be able to visit me. You won't be able to leave. You can't come to America. Which, like, that's that's fucking insane. Yeah. That is so wild. Like, to yeah. think that they had family over here actually just write letters. Yeah. It's nuts. They had they had celebrities like Frank Sinatra tell Italians that you can't vote for communism. It's bad. Uh, they had broadcasts daily pumping out misinformation about the election, about communism in general. Um, Italian leftists were again accused of being in league with the USSR. No real evidence for mm -hmm. this. Uh, the CIA directly gave money to the uh, Christian Democrats and other center parties to run <laughs> smear campaigns. So just direct uh, election intervention. And the U.S. was also at the time sending a lot of food and money to Italy because. They just had a war, right? Mm -hmm. The country was being, the country was functionally destroyed in a lot of areas. So the U.S. was sending a lot of assistance and they said, if the communists win, you're not going to get this food anymore. So <laughs> I, direct, love, I love threatening to starve people. <laughs> yeah, direct election <laughs> intervention. And the CIA campaign was successful. The Christian Democrats won 48% of the government and the communists had a astounding loss that nobody expected. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's, oh boy, communism hasn't worked anywhere. Right. Where has where socialism worked? Show me. Exactly. They lost the election. <laughs> they, come on, it's fair and square they lost so in summary as soon as fascists were defeated in 1943 we backed another right-wing government as soon as benito mussolini was he might have still been hanging upside down in yeah, the street yeah still warm and we backed another far-right group that's nuts 
God damn. I love the CIA. Yeah. I need to tune into this week's episode of the CIA podcast, Langley The Langley Files. I'm sure they'll be talking about this since Italian elections just oh, happening. Oh, it's topical, it's yeah. right? They, they should hop on that. Uh, but this isn't this isn't the only reason, and there's not a direct through line uh, between what the CIA did and right-wing ideologies and you know fascism with Maloney today mm-hmm. in Italy. Um, because after after Italy lost the war in World War II, fascism was hated, right? Like a yeah. lot of fascists, they were kicked out of the country, they were exiled, they were killed. Um, the uh, Italian population of the time obviously didn't like fascism because mm-hmm. of what just happened. So for a long time, fascists were ostracized. That is what you should do when fascists Tr- are real. in your country. Um, so there's something else that's also going on here. And I kind of I mentioned earlier Donald Trump and how he took power. And I would think that this is a similar uh, a similar phenomenon because. Maloney was speaking when, when she was speaking, when figures like Donald Trump speak or uh, Marie Le Pen, when they speak, yeah. they're speaking to very real frustrations that people are having. Right. Yeah. They're speaking to economic isolation, economic frustration, it's real fears. People are people's wages are stagnating. People feel like, you know, corporations have infinite power over them, that their government is corrupt, that center left and center right haven't done anything for them. Mm-hmm. People like Maloney and Donald Trump and Marie Le Pen, et cetera, Victor Orban, like they're speaking to people's real frustrations, but they're lying. Yeah. When they speak to them, they're saying, you know, they're they're blaming, um, I don't know, immigrants that are coming into the country. They're blaming women for raising weak men. Like yeah. these are the kinds of things that they point to in scapegoat. But they're speaking to people's real frustrations and people like Maloney can come to power because center Democrats are, are I guess not Democrats in her country, but center left politicians are so fucking weak. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened with Donald Trump. And didn't didn't she explicitly say something like these immigrants are coming and they're going to be taking like your jobs from you? Right. And it's, that, it's the Donald Trump it's argument. the same thing that we hear over here. Yeah, like for the last several decades, leftists all over the world, especially since like the 80s, the 70s and the 80s, leftists have lost all of their power. Oh, yeah. Like there, there's no socialist. Like the furthest left candidate we have in the United States is Bernie Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a democratic socialist. He's yeah. not like in terms of the political spectrum and, you know, throughout history, he's not that far he's left. He's less center left. Exactly. the Democrats. He's just a little bit further left than the rest of the Democratic Party. Um, But over the last few decades, leftists have really lost their power and neoliberals have come to power. Mm -hmm. They've created that capitalist world system I was talking about before. They gutted social safety programs in favor of deregulation and allowing capital to move freely, which has resulted in corporations doing whatever they want, exploiting populations for however much they want, which again has led to a lot of economic frustration that fascists and authoritarians can only speak to because there aren't actual leftists doing it. Yeah. Because because leftists have been silenced in this country and in other countries. And then they, they create these problems like uh, another policy she's in favor of. She's in favor of cutting taxes for the rich. Yeah. Cutting taxes, more austerity. It's like they create these problems to them complain about. Right. And then to use it as an excuse to get more power, to get more support. And then they use very real economic frustrations to then shoehorn in more social frustrations and fear monger. Uh-huh. Like with her reposting the video of someone being raped by an immigrant. Right. She, exactly. she she's That's not like... It's, it's a real fear in the sense that you see that you think, oh, shit, but it's not something that's like likely to happen to right, everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's not the source of the problem, right? Yeah. The source of the problem is the massive amounts of deregulation and open door investment and free trade that uh, the U.S. experiment has allowed to happen, mm-hmm. which has given capital infinite power over just about everyone in the world, over just about every government to the point where even your democratically elected governments can't do anything to regulate it anymore. Yeah. We used to have things called capital controls. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. 
right? They made it so capitalists couldn't just leave the country without giving us some amount of economic recompense. Yeah. But that doesn't happen anymore. Oh, yeah. And you see, you see right-wingers, you see people talking shit about policies like that all the time. Exactly. You see people say that it's unfair that if someone, like, move, like, if a business owner here moves overseas, they still have to pay U.S. taxes for being, right. like, U.S. citizen. That's, no, no. Right. They came up in the U.S. They got all their wealth from the U.S. It's to stop people from taking the wealth and extracting it and bringing it somewhere else. Exactly. Just using us as bodies that can work for them. Right, exactly. And it's like, because of all of that, it has resulted in worsening economic conditions, you know, depressed wages, mm -hmm. lack of social safety nets, everything's more expensive, people are struggling more than ever. And without real left-wing pushback, far-right fascists and authoritarians are able to co-opt that leftist language and say, yeah. like, I'm the one fighting for you. You're angry at the swamp. You're angry at, you know, the leftists in control, the communists in control. You're angry at uh, the politicians that have left you behind. I can be the one to help you. They're mm -hmm. lying. All of their oh, solutions yeah. aren't real. They blame it on immigrants. They blame it on women, et cetera, et cetera. But they're able to do that because the left has been destroyed. It's like no one would ever take a video of a, well, maybe, maybe George Milani would. No one would take a video of a natural born uh, Italian sexually assaulting another Italian and posting it and being like, oh my God, look at this. This is mm -hmm. Uh, crazy you all have to worry about this it's only because it's an immigrant that right. someone is posting things like that they're they're manufacturing the fear there yeah like yeah and like it, it's like this is a this is not just a thing that's isolated to america or italy this is a worldwide phenomenon that we're yeah. seeing is because neoliberals have completely destroyed everyone's sense of i don't know uh tangible security like mm -hmm. people, people feel more alienated than ever, and it gives room for fascists like this to rise to power. And we can't do anything about it. Like uh, Maloney kept saying things like, "They just want to turn us into consumers." That is a decidedly capitalist feature of the economy. Yeah, that is like consumerism. <laughs> that is a leftist talking point. Consumerism is core to capitalism, and of course, she isn't anti-capitalist, right? Yeah. She wants to cut taxes Very for the rich. But what she is is able to co-op that leftist language and use it for herself because there's no one to give her pushback because neoliberals mm -hmm. can't do it. They <laughs> can't because as soon as like if, if this if you know if we're talking about america as soon as democrats start doing that they lose donors yeah and they can't win elections and it's a similar thing in italy as well like the rise of fascism is always masked in this thin veil of leftist populism mussolini did it hitler did it by naming his donald party the national trump socialist donald trump has done it the republican party is trying to do it now it's always this thin veil of leftist populism because it's popular, yeah, right? Like leftist ideas are popular, but as soon as they get into office, they abandon that, consolidate power around themselves and forget about everything they promised. They're lying. And like, yeah, like what, what we said a little bit ago, liberals can never actually get at the meat of yeah. anyone's real fears. Liberals can never get at the meat of what it means to have uh, for your wages to not cover your rent, right. what it means to have high gas prices. They can only kind of sidestep the issue and be like, actually, well, you understand in the free market, we have uh, right. we have market forces supply and demand they'll come together reach a equilibrium the supply is really low that's why your um gas bill is making it so you can't feed your family this month mm -hmm. and you just kind of have to accept that sorry right whereas a right winger can come through and lie and then someone like us can come through and actually give out real solutions right because like liberals don't have the tools necessary to actually get at the source of the problem, which is capitalism, right? Yeah. Which is the profit motive, which is the privatization of essential infrastructure and essential programs that people need. Liberals can't do that. Yeah. In fact, their whole ideology has been bought into neoliberalism, which is the opposite of ever doing anything about that problem. Like they're very pro-austerity. Yeah. They are very pro all of these things that right-wingers are also for that are making your life so shitty right now. Right. It's ridiculous. The The only thing that's really separating the liberals, the neoliberals from the conservatives, is just the identity politics. Politics. Right, social issues, And yeah. as we've talked about before a couple minutes ago, that's all so shallow that it really means nothing. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and it's like, you know, when when people like Maloney pop up, they will at times push back against neoliberalism, but they only do that because they see the economy as a tool that can deliver them power, right? Mm -hmm. We saw Donald Trump do this. There was a couple of times throughout his presidency, most notably, I think, when he was like, actually, let's give the people $2,000 stimulus checks. Yeah. He saw that because he thought that would deliver him political power. He's okay with pushing back against neoliberalism because he himself hasn't bought into it. Mm -hmm. He won the presidency off oh, of pushing back against neoliberalism. And all of the They're conservative Congress people were also okay with that, except like Rand Paul, who was really, McConnell, yeah. who, who's really weirdly stuck in his ways. You know what, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But they were all okay with that until a new neoliberal president came through when they right. flipped over and like, actually, we, we cannot support this no right. longer. And this gives this gives breathing room for people like Maloney to make arguments that leftists normally would, but leftists can't because we don't have any stake in the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, so it is the fault of it is the fault of neoliberal politicians that we're, we're here to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, like, you know, we got to deal with the fascists when they pop up now. Like we can't. We can't get too mad over the differences we have now because like, we kind of <laughs> got to band together to stop it and stuff. But it's like, damn, if only we could have had a different course of action. For because real. it's like the system just feeds into itself. And people don't really recognize that these these demons that keep popping up in the Republican Party or far-right parties uh, across the world, they are the result of an economy that doesn't work for anybody anymore. Uh, and we have the tool. Leftists genuinely have the tools mm -hmm. without lying to do something about that. But we aren't given any power. We never are. It's just it's just so, so funny how how this is just uniquely a problem. The way that fascists rise today is so uniquely created by the conditions with which neoliberals exist in. Yeah, it's the identity politics and it's the things that they believe. They are just so fucking awful. They make it easy that they can never do that. They make it so easy for these fascists to rise. Uh -huh. Fascists no longer need hyperinflation making so that a piece of bread costs a hundred thousand dollars anymore right. or a hundred thousand whatever it was in fucking germany yeah back in the early 1900s they don't need that anymore they just need a little bit of oh my god look at these uh these christians are being oppressed yeah. by this gay people that wants to buy bake buy yeah. a cake from them they just need they need a decade of the center right and center left doing nothing to deliver for actual people mm -hmm. And then they can come in and say things like, you know what? I'll raise your wages. Yeah. I'll make it so we're prioritizing you within this country. I'll make it so any trade deal that we take up is going to prioritize America so you can have your job back. And then, of course, they do things like blame immigrants. Yeah. Because there's no one to push back on that. And then they continue to have all of their Made in America, not Made in America, Make America Great Again merch yeah. produced in China. Ex yeah, exactly. The, the irony is palpable. It's, it's all phony. None of it's real. No one's actually being genuine. And that's what makes people feel so left behind. And that's yeah. why Maloney gets to be in power now. Ridiculous. Gotta love the libs. I love the libs. Gotta so love much. the libs. I love the libs. Anyway, I think it's uh I think it's time for uh time you know what time a, it is. Time for a little bit of Beyond Parody. A little bit of Lizzo twerk. This uh today today we're gonna be talking about um the decline of Western civilization. Mm. You know what I mean? We already were a little bit, yeah. Exactly. I wanted to get away from the school things that we've been talking about for Beyond Parody, although we'll we'll probably come through at the end and talk a little bit about Doug Mastriano. But oh, that's well that's my favorite later. politician. We're coming back domestically. You know, we exactly. were just geopolitical. We we're just geopolitical. Now we're domestic. We're we're zooming in yet zooming out from the usual scope of Beyond Parody mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. to talk about the just again, overall decline of Western civilization through the lens of thefederalist.com. Oh my That's favorite. right. My that's favorite. right. That's my favorite website to visit. I have an article. I have an article to read Aside today. from headintheoffice.com. Uh, yeah, exactly. Aside from headintheoffice.com and, you know, twitter.com slash headintheoffice, instagram.com slash headintheoffice, tiktok.com, youtube.com slash headintheoffice. This is probably my uh, seventh or eighth favorite uh -huh. website to frequent, and I've got, a, I've got an article to read for you all today. Okay, okay, okay. This article is entitled, Lizzo twerking with Madison's flute 
is the antithesis of civilizational excellence. I didn't even really pay attention to the Lizzo twerk. I, I saw a couple like tweets about it, but I was yeah. <laughs> I just thought they were like going nuts, which they are. As, like, uh, I mean, they're not civilization kind of, declining. I kind of just assumed it's like it's just racism. Yeah, it's that's kind of what I just racism assumed. and a little bit of like beaten to the Constitution. Okay, because apparently Ooh, she like twerked with um, James Madison's like crystal flute mm. that they took from like the Library of Congress and let her like perform with, and she like and like shook it a little Who's bit. Whose flute you know? was it? James Madison. Ah, he's fucking dead. Who one cares? of the founding fathers. The, excuse me. <laughs> the world. The world <laughs> is for the, the living, not for the, the dead. The fourth president of the United States. Thank Sorry, you. y'all. the The world is the empire of the living, not of the dead. That's fuck them. <laughs> No, not me though. Not yeah. me. Uh, I'm I'm in tune I, with this. I strictly live in the past. I'm in tune with this guy and his incredibly pretentious title. Sick. And as you'll see from this article, it is incredibly pretentious. Let me get into it. <clears throat> Our culture delights in the desecration of the sacred. God the, damn. the desecration <laughs> is sometimes unthinkingly Wait. casual, but often deliberately profane. Bro, starting off like Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyer, you remember that? <laughs> she said, for all of human history, women have been blamed for the sins of yes. the man or something yes. like that. Which is a one bar, one. by oh, the yeah. way. That's, yeah. that's a bar. He absolutely <laughs> It's like, there was, a, there was this uh, Tiny Meat Gang segment where they interviewed this one guy, and he it, they were doing a That's Cringe, it, side note, and he comes on, and the first line he drops is, for time immemorial, men, <laughs> men have been fascinated with their own and each other's cocks. That, that's all. That's all I'll give you for that today. That's that, he. That's he. It's it's a bar. It's a bar. But anyway, getting to the meat of the article, James Madison, the new world's greatest polit- great political mind, appeared coincident in history with Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, the old world's great artistic mind. Of the entire founding class, it is Madison, born three months after the declared start of music's high classical Mm. period, Mm -hmm. who lived most contemporaneously alongside mankind's greatest artistic achievements. Now, not entirely unreasonable then, that Madison would come to develop a taste for fine art and culture, a taste which developed then flourished, not least by way of his enduring relationship with his political ally and predecessor in office. Thomas Jefferson. Nice. It's like a Marvel movie with all these Easter eggs. You know what I'm That's saying? That's what I'm saying. There's so many recurring characters. It's like, oh, holy shit, Thomas Jefferson's in this <laughs> Yo. one. <laughs> Yo, we got to pull some kind of commentary out of it. You know yeah, God, it's just so incredibly pretentious. Fitting, too, that the Madison household remains renowned for perhaps the greatest artistic rescue mission in American history. And then he talks about uh, Dolly. I can't wait to see how he loops this into uh, Lizzo's bad because she's black. Yeah, you know no, literally. He talks about Dolly Madison coordinating the urgent removal of White House's copy of Gilbert Stewart's land, land some fucking white, old white dude, dead white dude's <laughs> name's portrait. Smoking on whoever that is. <laughs> no, for real. Fuck that guy. And like George Washington's portrait when the British invaded and burned down the first White House, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like so many ill understood aspects of life in centuries past, the Madisonian Jeffersonian preference for elegance, restraint, balance, and formal structure, in a word, beauty, reflects not the petty indulgences of the haughty elite, but rather a patriotic aspiration to civilizational excellence. Who That's all the this, prelude. Who is this for? <laughs> like is it for us I, I don't know dog like, that's what i'm what, like who reads this not not conservatives they don't care like article heads yeah read this like the the federal people who beat to the constitution mm-hmm. i was gonna get to it at the end but this is kink in public 
Like he published his kink yeah, right here. No, bro is definitely <laughs> horny posting on main. That's exactly what this it's is. It's kind of ridiculous. Ew. You know what I mean? Ew, I'm not a king shamer, but he deserves to be in no, jail. Lock no, no, I'm God. I'm God. Constitution, that's the one kink that I will eviscerate you. Lock for. him up. Lock lock her up, baby. Police, it's this man right lock here. Lock her up. Back the boys and And now that that's all the prelude to the article. Now we get to the big bold civilizational excellence in decline. Mm. <clears throat> That ambition stands in stark juxtaposition to the crude morass into which our fourth president's antique crystal flute was thrust as a stage prop at Lizzo's Washington, D.C. show Tuesday night. And then he shows a video of Lizzo twerk. Wait, how did he get there? How did he, uh, how did he get to it? Like, how was uh, it? Somebody just let her perform with it. That's sick. That, it, that's what I'm saying. Pretty cool, I guess. I she, also don't give a shit about James Madison's she went through, flute. She went through the established procedures to get an artifact that she wanted to use for some art that she for was doing. funny performance. Like, exactly. Whatever, whatever. And it's like, with all this like talk about like the crystal flute, I'm pretty sure this guy's just obsessed with Madison's skin flute. But that, uh, <laughs> that's, that's another topic absolutely. for another day. <laughs> Good one. What can I say? What can I say? Okay. Domer. Quick Domer real yeah. quick. You know? Quote, it's like playing out of a wine glass, bitch, so be patient, end quote. She remonstrated, flippantly <laughs> hauling the priceless antique onto the stage, oh clad in a leotard and clawing at the ancient keys with inch-long alien-esque nails. That's racist. Oh, yeah. That, that is just racist This right is there. racist. Not only is the inch-long alien-esque nails racist because inch-long, that's not even that long. Mm -mm. That's not even that long. One. And then as she remonstrated, I don't even know what that word means. but It, <laughs> <laughs> it feels racist, it though. It feels racist. That that whole paragraph feels racist. And I just love how he, he, he talks. He's so hoity about it. About yeah. Lizzo twerk. This guy cannot be allowed within like 100 miles of a uh, any of a portrait city. of a founding father. Well, <laughs> definitely that. This dude cannot be allowed within 100 miles of any city that has more than like 35 percent of their population not white. You know what real, I mean? Real. Like he would probably that includes Italians, them. by the way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, After no. we replace them. Real. Honestly, with how stuck in the past this guy is the non-white probably includes italians irish polish you, you know what i mean you know what <laughs> i mean you know what i mean the swarthy type <laughs> exactly uh -huh. crackers exactly. for real <laughs> but of course there was no music to it just a solitary farce it out um c number sign which i don't know maybe that's c sharp i don't know fucking flute notes uh a nice. trill from b and of course the accompanying twerking Oh, of course. The accompanying twerking. The accompanying twerking. In the twerking, it seems, we always find the very antithesis of that aforementioned civilizational excellence. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not just the act itself, which to be sure is a special variety of 21st century personal vulgarity, but in the collective response it provokes. How, how does this guy like hold the conversation? How do you know, think dog. he talks to people? I, I hope nobody is around him ever. Never. Like it would be the best outcome that nobody's like allowed to be around this guy because he's a threat. There's no like way you're just whipping out remonstrated. Yeah, for casual real. Casual conversation. The antithesis of the effort. Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Nobody cares. <laughs> Except us. Real. Because we got we to gotta cover it. And, and you all now, because content, you know what mm -hmm, I mean? It's mm -hmm. such, a, such a gas article. <clears throat> it is the twerk that seems to evince in any crowd a manifest succumbing to the worst angles of our natures the brainless shrieks of approval the demented adulation for an unveiled sexuality this is racism not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, content yeah. with mere liberality but further possessed of a flippant aggressive and unapologetically performative disposition aggressive she's a black woman she's, she's a black woman <laughs> jesus christ 
Of course, she says aggressive. Got to put that it's, in there. The violent gene. It's so fucking funny. Like all the word, like dog. You did not have to do all that. Uh -uh. You did, nobody talks like this. You don't fucking talk like this. You, you. He's writing in a more convoluted way that like my philosophy textbook was writing in. Then he he writes more complicated than like Kant and Husserl. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I can understand them more than this. Not yeah. a compliment. Not Ro a compliment. Ro is more confusing than Plato in Republic. Like, Literally, on, fucking ridiculous. And that shit's already a tough read. For real. For real and all the more to applaud you see because james madison <clears throat> james madison bore symbolic witness to the madness symbolic witness he's dead bro. can she really do that in the presence of the founding fathers <laughs> they're I dead i hope he sees this dog they're <laughs> i hope he, I sees, hope this. he sees this <laughs> i hope he reads this article bro Keep chin up, I, I hope when you go to hell one day that James Madison is uh, looking up at you like, hey, yo, good shit, King. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he sees his brother. Keep, keep your chin up. Good shit, King. Can she really do that in the presence of the founding fathers? Of course she can. And the prepossessed audacity to exhibit that behavior, the banality, the crudity, the do what I wantedy, whilst in this hallowed presence is the whole point of the exercise. For this is the culture that delights in the desecration of the sacred, mm. the desecration that is sometimes unthinkingly casual, but often deliberately profane. Lizzo may have been one or the other. It was hard to tell. But in either case, shame finds no home in the heart of the exponent. To be a celebrity, it seems, is to be one who must exploit their own fame in the ironic usurpation of the consecrated past. More like the antiquated past. Well, yeah, what is he talking about? I don't know. Like, it's so pretentious. Bro's just going on. Like, it's been, it's been the conservative narrative for, like, I don't know, all of American history yeah. to say, like, oh, these people... These people are destroying what it means to be an American. They are destroying American values. They are degenerate. They're taking us back. Like, it's always been that. Yeah. Like, back when women wanted to vote. Like, that, that's what yeah. the argument was. Back when women didn't want to wear clothing from their head to their toes. To oh, my God. What if she skin. goes and votes while she's right. on her period, huh? Yeah. They, were, they were being, like, immodest, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's always how it's been. <laughs> It's like if you are not directly uh, subjected to my domination, then you are somehow undoing societal norms that hold this country together because conservatives can only define themselves. Conservatives can only understand their self-identity in terms of what makes them feel comfortable. Yeah. And what makes them feel comfortable is things not changing. They're just afraid. You're ruining, dare I say, traditional family values. And it's like Lizzo twerking with the fucking flu isn't changing anything. She's an artist doing art. Who cares? Oh, yeah. No, and like artists do this shit all the time. They mm -hmm. take like objects that are, oh, they have some great symbolic thing and do something like profane with them. Yeah. However profane, like twerking with a flute is very tame compared to yeah. things that other white artists have done. Before. And like, I would do that shit too. Like if I got a page of the Gutenberg Bible, I'd light that shit on you, fire. You could give me the picture. constitution. I'd fucking, I'd get up there and twerk. I'd burn it. booty naked. Like, are you kidding? That'd be the hardest album cover of all time. Uh, for Hardest podcast thumbnail <laughs> of all <laughs> time. I'm like, I, I get up there and twerk with the constitution. That's just ridiculous. She's, it's funny. She's creating content and it's working. That's all I'm saying. Real, real. <clears throat> a friend asked me, Lisa, I doubt. I doubt this. Yeah. A friend asked me last night. Yeah, shut the article. Shut it's the, unbelievable. Shut I'm, the I'm fuck up. Shut I'm not the immersed. Fuck up. I'm not immersed anymore. I wonder what would have happened if she smashed that priceless founding era antique on stage. Would the audience have cared? No. Mm -mm. I would not have cared. Honestly, I would have thought it was funnier. Oh, yeah. It would have been way funnier. Well, some would have. 
but the answer in respect of the aggregate is a firm no. It's a firm no. no. Because a crowd that would recognize the tragedy of such a loss is a crowd that would never have tolerated the irreverence of the spectacle in the first place. And that is a much larger problem than whatever Lizzo spat into the microphone Tuesday night. (laughs) Nice. We must rediscover reverence. So the work must start with the crowd. It must start with finding amongst the masses first a reverence for something, then building that into reverence for many things. Reverence for things like real art, real music, and real culture. (laughs) Reverence for the fine things that serve as inoculations against the crude things. Bring back manly men. That's what this is saying. Exactly. Reverence. Bring back manly men who listen to classical and wear powdered wigs. They just want Ben Shapiro. They they just want (laughs) everyone to be Ben Shapiro. Jazz music is a degradation of classical, and (laughs) rock and roll is a degradation of jazz. Of course. Of Of course. course. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. Reverence for civilizational excellence over civilizational depravity. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lizzo's real name is Melissa Vivian Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> the, what? the flute she played was a gift to Madison from acclaimed 19th century Parisian manufacturer Claude Laurent. On the occasion of the fourth president's second inauguration, who knows this much about yeah. like some random artifact James Madison had? Anyway, its custodian is the Library of Congress, and of course her concert took place in the nation's capital. So Jefferson played Madison's flute from Adams Library in Washington City. There's an undeniable poetry to it. It was of the tragic variety. He thought that was a bar. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he wrote that and thought that was gas. Banger. Banger, honestly, honestly. Our first four presidents would surely stand in horrified witness at how their almighty cultural ambitions today stand poisoned by About the how gaudy burlesque of modern celebrity. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. They they would have had to um been horrified by a lot of things before they got to being horrified at this performance. Uh-huh. First, probably being that a black woman is performing on stage. Yeah. That's that's probably the number one thing they'd be um confused about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why is this person receiving applause? The flute the flute comes second third maybe even fourth yeah 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 (laughs) the antidote to the poison lies in the rediscovery of cultural reverence Mm. in the reconstruction of the sacred Mm. ben crooker is an australian conductor scholar and writer currently serving as a ramsey center for western civilization scholar in washington dc that's the guy who wrote it. Jesus Christ. Uh, if, if you, Fire if, him. If you came to me and said that you were a scholar for Western yeah. civilization, come on, dog. That's a red flag right you're, there. Yeah, you're probably just a Nazi. That's a bit of a red flag. It's like nobody, I just, I don't understand what possesses you to care this much about someone playing a flute on stage. Yeah. Like nobody, like you're, it's just racism. Like it's got to just be racism. Oh, for sure. Like I, I can get it. I can get it to an extent when people are like, oh yeah, you know what? This artifact has like historical significance. I don't really like that an artist is like being profane with it, but it's like to like this though. Yeah. Like I get like in passing being like, I don't really like that. That's fine. Whatever. But it's, it's the tone of the article. It's Mm -hmm. the pretentiousness of the article. It's the fact that he got paid to write that. Yeah. That honestly just blows my mind. Oh my God. What an awful guy. What a, what an awful person! Yeah, like I I would hate I would hate to be anyone related to him. Mm. Yeah, I, mm. I mean I I hope that everyone gets a restraining order after reading that if they ever have to suffer through it like we did. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone in his office, if he works with other people, stays far away from him. He should not be allowed to engage with society. True. True. Yeah. 
He needs to be that. re-educated. Jefferson's flute gifted <laughs> and I love, by Madison in Washington uh, like, City. He's talking about how like we need to uh, like reconstruct our values, like go back. I, not even he didn't even say like go back to the way things were, but just like you know revitalize uh, what I'm it, it, it's, it's what like he's he implying did, is but conservative values. Yeah, it's like yeah, conservative values like human trafficking people to other states. <laughs> human va- or conservative values like killing women when they're pregnant. Moral yeah. moral depravity. Is when the Library of Congress allows Lizzo to use an artifact on stage in one of her performances uh-huh. in Washington, D.C., not human trafficking immigrants, kind of against their will. Yeah, exactly. That's that's completely fine and okay. That's what Jefferson yeah. would have wanted. It's not misinforming people, fleeing from regimes or political violence, trying to get into the country, and then forcibly relocating them to prove a political point. Yeah. Yeah, that's we, that's what can, our founders would have wanted. We need real music, like classical music. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to piano pieces at the gym. Dog, like classical music still being made, dog. Like, just you no, can go listen to it. Literally, incredibly popular. Uh huh. Incredibly popular. Mozart, lots of monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh, guaranteed. I can tell you that. Maybe one day we can compete. For real. <laughs> yeah, we this can dude's a Wolfgang. This, this dude's a loser. A loser? Speaking of losers. Oh, Steven Crowder. Let's time. talk about losers doing rape apologia mm-hmm. with Steven Crowder. We'll, uh, we'll roll the clip right here. All right, all right. So what I'm about to say is not an apologist for the the, the, the rapist, Mm-mm. like that man at Walmart, right. clearly guilty of rape, of course, as she insinuated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But understanding that rape is primarily uh, a, a, a crime of, I don't know, you're going to say it's a crime of power. Okay, get it. Whatever. Uh, it's primarily a crime of wanting to have sex with someone who doesn't want to have sex with you, and so you have sex with them anyway. Wouldn't it stand to reason that the victims of rape would usually, not always, generally be those who are most desirable sexually, considering the crime. Maybe like the fives to tens. But we, like you don't carjack a 98 Oldsmobile. No. And this, <laughs> and it's always ladies like that who are claiming they're raped. I've searched, and I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. there are many, right, how many times have I been to a change of my mind? It's always a blue-haired, would-be lesbian feminist who claim they're raped. As far as I know, not one Victoria's Secret model has been raped. And they have wings. Not <laughs> one? <laughs> the odds maybe they were gonna be victoria's secret model and then that's exactly it and then the blue hair until someone lightly brushed their arm at walmart yeah and they gained 300 pounds because of it yep yes it's just i'm just it's always it's always and it's always a rape that's completely unverifiable right yeah and it's always used uh, for example to justify cutting in line right I'm just saying, if you're just playing the odds game, you would think that, like, if, again, if rapist horrible, but if I'm a rapist, and again, I'm not a rapist, I'm anti-rape, but if you've crossed over, you've crossed that threshold, you say, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to be a felon, I'm going to inflict violence upon a woman, I'm going to have sex with a woman who doesn't want to have sex with me back, so now the barrier to entry is removed, the woman doesn't want to have sex with you back, wouldn't you pick the one you most want to have sex with? (laughs) That is uh, possibly the most dog shit take I've ever heard Steven Crowder make. And that, like, not only, not only is that a bad take, high bar. Not only, yeah, no, there's a high <laughs> bar. Not only is that a bad take, but it is actively harmful and destructive. Literally, that's it's, crazy. It's crazy to say that that's a high bar, considering like Steven Crowder, like the bar is in hell. Mm-hmm. The bar is in the ninth. The bar is further than Dante reached. Yeah. And, it's, it's insane. And to have to qualify at the beginning, like <laughs> I'm not trying to justify rape. <laughs> like, but. to have to do that. <laughs> If, if you ever have to say, I'm not for rape, but maybe you should shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Like yeah. maybe you should just stop speaking right there. That's not something that should, that should hit the airwaves. Uh-huh. You know, it's ridiculous. And it's like, you don't, when he said you don't carjack a 98, um, something mobile, mm-hmm. 
that's just a fucking lie. Yeah, it happens. Like that's just a fucking lie. If you fuck if you go and Google, if you go and Google what the most stolen cars are, you'll find that it's a Toyota Camry, a Honda Civic, and pickup trucks made by Chevy or Ford. Oh, thank God. The four most no stolen Honda cars. Let's right? Go. So one, that's just a bold faced lie in of itself. Mm-hmm. But that's not even the worst part of that statement alone. Two, you're you're comparing a carjacking to a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Not the same kind of crime, dog. Take takes a lot to get there. It's like and you, two, you're comparing a woman to a car. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah, like in your analogy, you are inherently objectifying a woman in the same way that a car is an object. Like you have yeah. like I, I know that he has to know that carjacking and sexual violence are different in kind. They uh-huh. just aren't comparable. There is no comparison to be made. And it's like he he just so conveniently brushed off the fact, the psychological undisputed fact uh-huh. that rape is a crime of power. Uh-huh. No one goes out there and sexually assaults another person just because they didn't want to have sex with them. They It's not just about the sexual gratification that they receive from doing the act. It's about having power over someone. It's about inflicting your will on someone because you feel mm-hmm. entitled that they didn't give you their body. Right. That's what sexual assault is about. It's not just simply, oh my God, she's really cute. So I think I'm going to go do this because I'm depraved. Right. No. Yeah. It's like, it's so fucking stupid to say like, oh, well then wouldn't you think that uh, all the, all the victims of rape would be Victoria's Secret models? It's like, there are some. There, oh no. He, like, he said, happens. he said no Victoria's Secret models have been raped. One, just a lie. Why? You can fucking Google it and it mm-hmm. comes up with many. Many uh-huh. that have have been, and also that presupposes like, do they have to come out and tell you right. that they've been? Do, do they have to tell you, Stephen Crowder, that they've been sexually assaulted for you to stop harassing women who have right. been sexually assaulted? And it's like, there's this caricature that he always makes up in his mind for just about every social issue there is, yeah. where it's like they're only saying that this happened to them so that they can get sympathy or cut in line, is what he said. Oh yeah, which is just a fucking farce because the the you, context, you know, like like. I'm sure all of our listeners know, but like, do you know how difficult it is to share an experience that you have been sexually assaulted? Yeah. Like that is one of the most difficult things, which is why the Me Too movement had to exist to begin with. Uh-huh. I swear to fucking God, people like Steven Crowder are doing this kind of shit right now so that Matt Gates can stay out of the national limelight. <laughs> like they have to run defense for it. It's like they they compulsively run defense for people doing sexual crimes. Side note, Matt Gates, also another politician that voted against FEMA, FEMA uh, funding. <laughs> so, and he's in Florida. He's in Florida. He's from Florida, another politician that did that. So that's funny. But like back to this, back to this egregious take. Um, the context for this little rant is I, I don't know if you all have seen it, but I'm sure some of you have. There was a video that went viral last week where uh, some girl like cut cut somebody in line at Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. And then she had like a mental health, she had a breakdown, and she she went like a little crazy in the middle of Walmart and was like, "Don't touch me!" Like I've been raped before, and did all that. Like she was having a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. and some dude recorded it and was like, "Oh my god, look at this crazy person!" And one like, woo, woo, tangentially related. These videos only like go viral because people like to just have a spectacle of someone's mental it's health blood, breakdown. It's a bloodthirsty thing, yeah. And then right wingers take it and they use videos like that to justify them making fun of sexual assault survivors. Yeah. Like, like that's it. When a right winger is laughing at their video, they're laughing because they're like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at this uh, woman who I think is ugly that said that she got raped to try to cut in line. Can you can you believe that? Honey, right. honey, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Exactly. While they're in their loveless marriage. Yeah, no, it's just it's fucking it, again. It's like they they just have an instinct that they have to defend sexual violence. Yeah. Like people that do sexual. Yeah. And I, I think there was this. um. 
some polls that came out. I don't know however long ago, but it was something like uh, it was asking voters based on their party how likely they are to vote for someone if, you know, X scandal came out about them. Mm-hmm. And it had things, you know, like money laundering, uh, uh, you know, other crimes like financial theft, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then there was one for um, if it came out that they did sexual assault, would you still vote for them? <laughs> and conservatives were more likely than liberals to vote for a candidate within their party that was accused of sexual assault, even if they knew that to be true, which <laughs> is wild. Insane. How does that not immediately disqualify Ooh. someone for a position of power knew that to be true uh-huh. knew that to be true another another banger from steven crowder when he said oh i would believe him if it was verifiable what does a verifiable uh, yeah, yeah. sexual assault look like Stephen? exactly does it have to be on video and presented to you for you to believe that any woman has ever been sexually assaulted right. let alone a woman that you personally don't find attractive right it's insane crazy and he he only brings up the victoria's secret thing which is already just wrong and a fucking lie to invalidate the experiences of again women that he doesn't find attractive the blue-haired lesbian sjw's that claim that they've been raped before it's only to invalidate that but then to say that the um the quote-unquote hot ones the fives through tens Uh still aren't getting raped is to say that rape just doesn't happen Mm -hmm. which is a verifiable lie what is it like 97 percent of women have had um like not not an explicit like violent rape which is the only thing that steven thinks is rape happened to them but some sort of a sexual assault or harassment happened to them it's an insane amount of women most of the women that i personally know and i'm close with they've had something happen exactly yeah like it's it's fucking insane and how do you get here? It's like this also happens as conservatives are always fear-mongering about like more crime and more rapes happening yeah. like in cities. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's people like Greg Abbott talking about how like, you know, uh, rape statistics are so high right now because Democrats won't do anything about crime. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, you know, if someone does a rape, it's if someone says they were uh, a victim of sexual assault, then they're probably lying to cut in line. They're probably lying to cut in line. Or if someone's a victim of sexual assault, that's like low-key like a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Oh my fucking like, God. You're like mad pretty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Steven Crowder is like a special type of evil. Yeah. I don't know. Ever since he got punched at that labor union uh, something, strike, something must something, have got knocked around yeah. in his brain. Something got rewired after he got rocked <laughs> by that. I don't know. Whoever was protesting. The like union, the yeah. union dude just yeah. fucking rocked him. But no, that's, I just thought that take was absolutely egregious and Crazy. had to share it all with you. It's yeah, no. wrong on literally just every single level. Oh, yeah. Everything he said about that is wrong in there. Uh-huh. Even the points he was trying to be right. Oh, my goodness. Got to yeah. love Steven Crowder. Um, Steven Crowder, literally an enemy of the public. Facts. Uh, is he still on YouTube? He's on YouTube, isn't he? Got, he? he got back on YouTube. All right, he's back on YouTube. He maybe, banned for like Maybe a week. he'll see us talking trash about him and he can respond. I hope so. Steven, come on the show. Steven, why don't you come on the show real quick? Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so now that now that we're over with the Stephen thing, I I do have to get back to talking about schools. Mm-hmm. It's a passion of mine now. Honestly, every hey, week I'm beyond parody. We're on school watch. We're we're, we're on school watch. Uh-huh. We're like the local neighborhood watch, going around and um auditing, doing a free speech audit mm-hmm. on all of your local public K through 12 schools is social studies classes, making sure that they're not talking about critical race theory. Well, yeah, exactly. And then if the teachers are talking about critical race theory, we're going to come in and we're going to harass them yeah. until they quit, especially if they're a library worker. Well, they're teaching white kids to hate themselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And um, Doug Mastriano, GOP mm-hmm. gubernatorial candidate Pennsylvania. for Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. real banger of a state with their GOP candidates. This oh guy God. and Dr. Oz, My, oof, they're like candidates. they're like the last bastion of conservative ideologies. Fuck Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <what's that>? <laughs> <laughs> Wet ass p word. That, that's a callback. That's a that's a callback two months cut. ago. Do you, like. 
two years ago, I think. Was it two years? I think it was two years ago. That was like right during the pandemic when businesses were closing. (laughs) Ben Shapiro bought a slice of wood. One. Just one and put it in. (laughs) For motherfuckers that talk so much about how masculinity is fading in America, they sure aren't doing any favors. Oh my God, I know. What's Ben going to do with that piece of wood, huh? Fucking throw it away? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Make someone else build his next studio? Yeah. (laughs) Doug Mastriano. Pled. He 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 went on. He had a little rally, you know, trying to trying to garner support. Mm. Where he talked about all the things that he was going to stop day one in schools, in elementary schools. Nice. Once he gets elected as day governor, one. you want you want you want to hear? Some I want to hear the list. You want to hear some of the items off this list? Okay, okay. T- top priority. Top priority. Mm-hmm. Ban all the pole dancing that happens in elementary <laughs> schools. <laughs> yeah, Pennsylvania Midwest elementary schools that's, famous. That's for- <laughs> right, baby. We're gonna yeah. ban all the pole dancing mm-hmm. that happens in elementary schools. Two CRT again nice. in elementary schools. That's one just like a classic. Oh yeah, it's not as punchy as pole dancing. No, but it's but a it's classic. The, yeah, yeah, he's doing the old hits. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, it works. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. what gets the numbers. Greatest popping. hits. Yeah. And then the next one though. Mm-hmm. All the pornographic material. Oh yeah, in the elementary school libraries. <laughs> oh, so so the books teaching kids how to heal through sexual trauma. Yeah, the, that's just right. Like we talked about that's last right. Week. In the yeah. elementary school libraries, you know what I mean. The, yeah. <laughs> all just all just to say that the teachers are grooming children. Mm-hmm. I love Doug. Is that what he said? Teachers are grooming yeah, teachers children. Teachers are yeah, grooming children. We need to stop woke. Um, go woke, go broke. Yeah. Shout out Doug Mastriano. I mean, I know a lot of, at this point, a lot of conservatives aren't going to be convinced that like teachers are not in fact grooming your children. Yeah. Uh, But to those that are still on the fence, I would just say, you know, given all the evidence, seeing that like it's not happening at all, um, you should be suspicious of people that want to make future generations dumber and less able to understand current and historical trends. You should be suspicious of people trying to take down teachers, education professionals who have gone to college for this, and replace them, maybe this is the real great replacement theory, Uh replace them with police officers and (laughs) veterans that have no no certification in teaching whatsoever. He's also also notable for saying that um, if he was in power back during the 2020 election, he would not have certified Joe Biden's win. Uh, That's a fun one from Doug, Dougie boy. I call him Doug, we're close. Oh yeah, you and Doug. Me and Doug. Doug, me and yeah. Doug, we're real close. Endorsed by President, for, President, he's the president, mm-hmm. Donald Trump himself. Current one, yeah. He's leading behind the shadows, you know what I mean? Joe Biden, he's a puppet. Yeah, no, Doug Mastriano is an uh, ardent uh, election 2020 denier. He's definitely, if he wins, going to try to overturn the 2024 election. Maybe be successful, let's hope not. Yeah. Uh, but he is yeah, a special kind of crazy. He's crazy. And the last thing, the last thing that he said he was going to ban day one in elementary schools, guess, come on, guess for me. Based on everything else we've heard, what do you, what do you think it could be? Um, hmm. I don't know, wearing, like, shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking gay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty fucking gay. Exactly. No, 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 no. He's going to be on pronoun games. Wait, what do you mean pronoun? I What's don't know. He game? didn't elaborate on any of it. He didn't show any evidence of, like, pole dancing happening well, in elementary schools. Because it doesn't. It doesn't happen. He, he, show, he named no pornographic books in elementary schools. Except, I don't know, maybe, like, an anatomy book? Right. Is he going to get rid of all the anatomy textbooks that may be floating around in your local elementary school yeah, curriculum? elementary kids are learning about anatomy They love so much. human gross anatomy. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, pronoun games. Is that, what, is that like icebreaker games? games that include like stating your pronouns? I guess, but like, does that fucking happen in elementary school? And if it does, 
I don't know. I'm just I'm wrong thinking, with that. I'm thinking of like you know in college the professor would be like go around say your name major, name major pronouns and, and pronouns yeah, yeah. like and then half the kids don't even say their pronouns right and nobody makes a fucking fuss of, that you know that's the big thing it's like <laughs> I guess another another fucking tangent conservatives love to talk about all these college professors going oh. around making you say your pronouns and giving you so much grief you don't. Half the people in my fucking class, I was one of the only people in my biology class that actually uh -huh. said, yeah, Gage, biochem, he, him. Uh, yeah, exactly. And nobody fucking cared. Nobody batted an eye that most of the class didn't fucking do their pronouns. Nobody gave a shit. It's whatever. Yeah, no, it's like nobody nobody really cares about it. It's just to make it a more inclusive environment. Yeah. And the only reason they're rallying against it is because their voter base hates trans people. <laughs> like, that's all it is. And it's not even like... It, it, like it, it pronouns specifically aren't even like a trans people thing. Oh yeah, it's a human like it's a human language. Like some people are androgynous. Mm -hmm. Some people have more androgynous traits, but they're still cis. Like they like, would still like want to know. We use, we use like she and her when we're describing like cars and boats. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like we we project a gender onto these objects because it it's language. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Motherfuckers name their cars. Yeah, <laughs> like, come like, on. Not, it has nothing to do with like. Fucking, it doesn't even have anything to do really with trans people. It's just like, this is how humans speak. We yeah. use pronouns to describe things. And it's even like everybody uses they to refer to people in casual conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. not grammatically incorrect. Uh -huh. Like they, you, you do it all the time. You use singular they all the fucking time. Also, you just only, you only don't like it when you're talking to a they, them. Also, like, even if it was grammatically incorrect, we invented grammar. We can change it. We, we can, can change the rules. We can change it to be more inclusive of some people. Guys, and, in fact, you use it when you don't know the gender of someone. So hear, who cares? Hear me out. People have not been dropping words like remonstrated for all of human history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You made it up. Language evolves over time. Yeah. The rules change over time. And old English sounds way different than current English. Yeah. You yeah. think motherfuckers were talking like this back in uh, 15th century B.C.? Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. No. Gotta love my boy Dougie. Love Doug Mastriano. Exactly. I hope he wins. I hope him and Dr. Oz win. <laughs> That's darkest timeline. And then maybe they can have crudite. Yeah. I mean, I think Dr. Oz will probably get clapped, but I don't know. We'll see. I think so, too. Yeah. I think John Fetterman's going crazy. People people were making fun. Um, I can't remember who. Maybe it was Dennis Prager. Some, like, right-wing person was confused about how John Fetterman has a Johnny Cash tattoo. Uh -huh. I was like, you can't do that. That's country without understanding anything of the meanings in Johnny Cash's well, songs. Yeah, cool, because it's like, for conservatives, it's all shapes and colors. <laughs> like, it's, it's all shapes and colors. I guess we can include sounds, too. <laughs> Sometimes. Shapes, shapes, colors, and, like, musical sounds, but they don't really understand any of it, and they no. can't put any of it together. Not at all. Like, the, uh, the depth of their understanding is like, oh, well... Uh, he's wearing red, so. It's like how they don't understand that the boys is making fun of them. Yeah, exactly. It's like how some people didn't get that um, Blue Hawk was a play on police brutality. Yeah. And some people fucking defended Blue Hawk yeah. in the boys. Oh, my God. I saw I saw a tweet earlier. It was um, some guy tweeted. Actually, I don't understand how everyone is saying Todd. It, you remember Todd from season yeah, yeah, three? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how they're saying Todd, the Colander fanboy, is a conservative. Yeah. He looks like a liberal. Shapes he, and colors. He, they said he has the physiognomy, a physiognomy oh, nice. of a bro. Did the little we're doing phrenology skull yeah. shape thing? It's the physiognomy of a liberal. It's like, come on, dog. Have you seen Matt Walsh? Exactly. Have you no, seen any conservative? None of these conservative men look like the conservative men that they beat to. Come on. Yeah. No. Exactly. Ridiculous. No. That's crazy. It's it's like the boys is entirely a commentary on like what happens when consumerism eats people alive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like because like that's what it is, right? Yeah. And also a uh, commentary on identity politics. Yeah. 
Crazy. Base show. Great show. Great show. Gotta love that. Great one. show. I love that. It's a good one. Shout out to the voice creators. Feel free to come on the show. Yeah, for real. Um uh Anthony Starr, come on the show. Yeah, feel free, <laughs> feel free to come on the show, share your experience. We can do an exclusive. Yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. really wouldn't be anything. We'd we'd love to boost your ratings a little bit. Speaking of elections though, maybe we might have to do some some crazy like live stream election watch. I'm so down on election day. That'd I'm, be fun. Election day's on like a Tuesday. It is though, a Tuesday. It? it is a Tuesday. We'll figure it out. I got labs on Wednesday. Well, I have we'll a five-hour lab on Wednesday. That's tough. It's awful. I, I hate it so much. Dude out here struggling, and you got to pay for it. And, and I, I got to pay for it. It's ridiculous. Oh, I need that Joe goodness. Biden student loan debt to kick in anyways. Oh, for, speaking of the Joe Biden student loan debt, kind of kind of small update for it. He came out with an update saying that certain certain people aren't eligible now. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have federal loans insured through a private lender— like I guess you could get federal loans through like Sally Mae or something. Okay. In conjunction with your regular loans, those now aren't covered. And they dropped this news. I maybe maybe should have put a segment on this. Oh well. Oh well. And they dropped this news on September 29th, while oh. also saying that if you didn't um, reconsolidate your federal loans to your private lender into a separate federal loan. By September 29th, you're not eligible. <laughs> nice. So it's like today's the cutoff. Yeah, that's Sorry, fun. And then I think he also tweeted something and officially came out to say that it would cost 400 billion. And conservatives are like mauling over that. But I'm like, it's dope. 400 billion drop in the bucket. Who even? It's half our military budget. Exactly. I think we can afford it. Exactly. Also, like, I mean, I kind of expected uh, private loans to not really be included. Anyways. I expected that too, so. but I I didn't know in the first place that you could get federal loans yeah. insured through like private lenders, but. It's Here we are learning a new thing every single day. Honestly, I'm life is a journey, truly. Yeah, and I'm riding it. I'm 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 living. <laughs> I'm surviving, not yeah. living. Guys, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly here. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, thank you all for for staying this long. If you're here right now, you're a hero of democracy. But before we go. We got to give a special thanks. Got to. So special thanks to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Kid and Kraut, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Katz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Mattias T, The B-Plot, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Ash Fairblood, <laughs> Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Derek Messina, Dylan B, The Mind Sculptors, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bob's, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gaffin Mayer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vasquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Muberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Megan Latow, Jeff Muzzy, Ted Cruz's Boy Toy, Bagel Burrito, and my mom. Thank you all for supporting the show on Patreon. Let's go. We, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for, for being here. Throughout yeah. all throughout our journey, exactly for be, for being here, supporting us uh-huh. financially, helping me be here every week as we defend traditional family values on this show. Exactly as we're here, uh, week in week out, defending family values, defending feminism. Oh yeah, um, because come on, guys, you're really going to be mad that a woman's in power, girl boss. Check honestly. your privilege. Yeah, no. check your privilege. Check your privilege, and once you do that. Come back next week. Ex- yeah. We'll see you then. Wednesday at noon. Exactly. Sunday at around like six o'clock. If you're a patron. If you're a patron, you know what I'm saying. We'll see you then. Have a good one.